Our scripture reading is taken from uh, the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, uh, chapter 9, verses 2 to 7. Listen to these words. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwell in the land of deep darkness on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is God's word. In uh, 1742, uh, a German composer debuted a new composition uh, in Dublin, Ireland. And the concert was uh, a benefit concert that went to support a local hospital, uh, a prison's debt relief fund, and an infirmary in the area. And if our passage this morning sounds familiar to you at all, it is because of that concert back in 1742, because the composer that day was George Frederick Handel, and the composition that was debuted was the Messiah. And the story goes that at the end of his composition, he wrote three little letters in small little script that said S.D.J., In Latin, soli deo gloria, for the glory of God alone. Handel, in writing his composition, borrowed these words from Isaiah 9. And while the composition that he wrote was broad and was was sweeping, you've all heard it before, it's triumphalist, the original time in which these words were written and spoken was very far from feeling victorious or triumphalist. You see, when Isaiah received these words and wrote them and communicated them to God's people, they were at a very dark time in their history. For hundreds of years, the people had been led by a series of terrible kings, one after the other. Kings that didn't rule well or didn't obey God's word, So with very few exceptions over their hundred years of history, the nation was plunged deeper and deeper into darkness because of bad kings and bad rulers. And at the time of this writing, when Isaiah wrote these words, two rival kings were about to conquer and exile the nation, about to conquer God's people. So when these words originally came to Isaiah, it was at an incredibly dark time. But what Isaiah speaks about 
is light that is piercing the darkness. And when that light comes and pierces the darkness, it reveals the presence of a king who is also a savior, one who saves. John Guest was uh, an evangelism, uh, or evangelist that came over here uh, to the United States from England. And when he came over to the United States, he wanted to begin to understand American culture. So he was in Philadelphia at that time, and he said, well, I'll go to, to all the different antique stores and visit them and see what they have to tell me about the history of this country, and maybe that will, will help me to learn uh, the, the kind of culture that I'm about to work in. And the story goes that he went into one particular antique store, and it was an antique store that specialized in Revolutionary War memorabilia. And he saw one sign that caught his attention, and that sign said, No sovereign will rule here. And what he quickly learned was that Americans have a rugged sense of spirit to them. One that, at least at that time period, liked to reject all rule and all kingship and all authority. We have the right to rule ourselves. We have the right to be independent. And in many ways, it is a very good observation of the culture in which we live in and one that we can all understand. And that's because so many of the rulers and kings that we have observed throughout all of human history, we have observed them to be often very corrupt and unjust. They often seem to have their own personal interests at mind over the interests of the people they are supposed to represent. And so often we get very suspicious and maybe even cynical about the kings and the rulers of our culture. But what Isaiah does is he gives us a very different picture of a very different king. In, in a way, Isaiah is flipping on the light switch. And as that light pierces through the darkness, it reveals to us a different type of king. It reveals to us a king who is perfect in his power. You see, all the kings and all the rulers and all the governors of human history have been flawed people. All the way up to the rulers that we have today. Each one of them bears the curse of sin and the inward temptation to consolidate power and to serve themselves. But this king that we read about in this passage, this king that we see in the light, this king is different. He is perfect in his character. He will rule in might and perfect power. He will rule with perfect justice and righteousness. And under his rule will be unspeakable joy and great abundance. But what Isaiah's light also shows us about this king is that he is an unlikely king that is uniquely humble. You see, when the light shines in the darkness, we see that this kingdom, this perfect kingdom, comes in the form of a child. Verse 6, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. 
And what we learn now, what we know now from the Christmas story, is that that king that Isaiah was speaking about, that king was Jesus Christ himself. It was Jesus who was born to humble parents in humble circumstances. The king of strength and power chose to come in humility, born to poor teenagers in a nondescript town. Jesus was born into humility. But the greatest moment of humility in his life did not come in his birth, but it came in the moment of his death. Because in humility, this king of all glory and power and strength subjected himself to the humility of being executed amongst common criminals. You see, this king is unlike any other king that came before him. One author wrote this. He said, this new king, this new one, does not come as a threat, but as a child. He does not come as victory, but as a helpless child. He does not come in pride, but in a way almost unnoticed by the rest of the world. But he is a king. He was not robed in splendor, but in baby clothes. He was not in a royal nursery, but he was in a barn. So the question becomes, why did God do this? Why, out of all the ways that he could come and rescue his people, why did he come in humility? Why did he come as a child? And the answer is because he was a king who came on a mission. See, the gospel tells us that the penalty of sin and rebellion is death and judgment. You see, the good news of the gospel has to start with the bad. And the bad news is that each one of us are sinful and we deserve the just punishment of our sins. But the good news tells us that God did not leave us alone to wallow in our sins. He didn't leave us alone to fix ourselves, but instead he sent a king, an unlikely king, who was on a mission to save our souls, both yours and mine. You see, what the gospel tells us is that Jesus' sacrifice paved the way for you and I to be made right before a God whom we had offended. And by faith in Christ's work, you and I can be saved. We can be saved from our sin. We can be saved from the darkness. One author said this, the gift of Christmas contradicts everything we sense about our own life. Our world feels unsavable. And here is the baby Jesus named save. Our world and our lives often feel abandoned. And here is a baby named Emmanuel, God with us. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, my prayer for all of us is that the darkness of life will cower 
at the brilliance of the light of Christ in your life. May that light reveal to you a king of power, an unlikely king who came in humility, and a king who came on mission for you. Let's pray.